Hello, partners, friends, reformers, leaders around the world. It is an honor to join you once again. If you don't know who I am, I'm Abner Suarez, and I'm honored on this program because my dear friend, Steve Burkhalter, him and his wife, Angie, are missionaries to Brazil, and we'll get uh, talk with Steve in just a minute. But I wanna encourage you, if you are receiving from this broadcast, like, share it, uh, spread the message of what God is speaking through this broadcast. If you want some archive programs, they're all available on our YouTube channel. So I wanna tell uh, a wonderful story uh, from the, the archives of my life. And uh, probably, no, I know, 18 years ago, uh, I went to my first nation and uh, I went to my first nation outside the United States to minister because my dear friend, uh, Teofilo Hayashi, opened the door for me to uh, minister at a YWAM leaders meeting. He said, hey, I'm gonna go do this meeting. I feel like uh, you need to come with me. And it was dawning for me at the time, but I ended up in Recife, Brazil. And I remember walking out the room that I was in and this American family from the Southern part of the United States and then children kept coming <laughs> out of this room. And I think you had six at the time. Five, I believe. Five at the time. Five yeah. at the time. Yeah. And it was my dear friend, Steve and Angie Burkhalter. And Steve, now you've been in here in Brazil 18 years. Yes. Based out of Fortaleza, Brazil. Why don't you just uh, give people just a little background on that journey, how you ended up in Brazil from Gordo, Alabama. Yeah. You and your wife are Auburn graduates. Mm -hmm. So just tell us a little bit about that journey. Wow, well, that's a, that's a long story, and I'll try to, to hit the, the brief points on it. But like you said, we're originally from Gordo, Alabama. Most people have never heard of that, but it's near Tuscaloosa, small town, about 2,000 people. Grew up in a very uh, Christian family, Christian community. But when I went away to school at, at Auburn University, the other side of the state, uh, War Eagle, <laughs> uh, I went to school to study engineering because I wanted to be uh, somebody important in society, have some status, and I wanted to make a lot of money. Mm. But even though I'd grown up in a Christian family and in the church and everything, I didn't really have a relationship with God. Mm. And I had an encounter one night in my bedroom as a sophomore and gave my life to, to really surrender my life to Jesus and began to live life in a different way and uh, began to pursue, you know, God, what do you have for my life? And I kind of presumed it wasn't really in engineering because my motivations weren't about doing the things of God in my life when, when I chose that. Mm. But to make a long story short, I, I got married, uh, went ahead and graduated in engineering. We began to have a family and with two kids, uh, really in pursuing uh, God, what he wants to do and understanding there was a calling on our lives in ministry. And... Uh, uh, I, I thought that God was calling me to be a pastor of a church. But in the end, he directed us to, first thing he did, directed me to go on a trip to Brazil, a short-term trip to Manaus back in 1994. And I came back from that experience uh, about 10 days there, just an incredible life-changing experience of just an eye-opening uh, reality about God wasn't just God of the United States. God of the nations. Yeah. And it was, it was the beginning point of God just beginning to change a lot, make it a lot of paradigm shifts in my life. So I came back from that trip and uh, believed God was telling us to move to Memphis, Tennessee. 
Mm. And uh, we said, okay, God, and we began to, to take steps of obedience, but was asking, what, what's this for? What are we going to do? And God just said, go. And mm. we went there. The long story short is I ended up working seven years as an engineer in Memphis, mm. Tennessee, and uh, working in sales. Uh, I worked for a company called York International in air conditioning equipment sales. And uh, it was an amazing time in which God blessed us in a lot of different ways. But it's also a, just a time of uh, a lot of changes of understanding what it means to do ministry. Yeah. What it means to be in full-time ministry. Right. And God really blessed us a lot on the journey financially. Mm. And so I got to a point where I was doing very well financially. Mm. At 30, 30 few years old and was making more than most people make in the United States. Right. And everything was going good. And God said, okay, now I want you to leave this and move to Brazil. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it wasn't just like out of nowhere. Right. Uh, after that time of moving to Memphis, Angie, my wife and I, we both took some short-term trips with our church to Brazil. To Kept Manal. kind of uh, yeah. stoking that. But uh, on one of the last trips in 2000, something happened, and I came back uh, from the trip. It was the first time I'd been to the northeast region of Brazil, which is where we live now. And uh, I didn't want to be a chiller salesman anymore mm. and it wasn't like there was anything bad going on right we weren't problems things were going great uh we had grown to have four children by that time and uh, everything was going well but just i was like discontent i i just want to jump in here yeah. because i think one of the keys and i think a lot of what i emphasize teaching equipping relating to believers it's always, uh, the question is always, uh, not the question, or we, we want to know as believers, what, what has God put me on earth mm-hmm. to do? Yeah. And, and it is a key part. To me, I always say it's a key part of no one comes to earth without a purpose. I agree. God doesn't ascend to anyone mm-hmm. coming to earth without a purpose. And so we know that. And it's also, to me, as we relate to the world, <clears throat> The world is looking for purpose. Yep. Everyone is looking for purpose. Nations are looking for purpose. But I, I, I say that with this because often I think that even as believers and as leaders, you see people pursuing purpose above above the, the connection with the king who gives that purpose. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, what am I called to do? What am I called to do? Mm-hmm. And And you said something in your testimony that was just so key to me. You're like, I surrendered my life. Mm. I said, your life is mine. So for anyone watching this, I believe it's so important that if you are a believer or claim to be a believer, there is no life inside of Christ without complete surrender. And then from that place of surrender, you began to, you took that short-term mission trip. The paradigm shifts. You move to Memphis that is part of your journey. Uh, you're obedient to go on the short-term mission. You and your wife are obedient to go. So I say that because often, I think after the place of surrender, you know, I know God has something more. Yeah. But it wasn't like in that moment you right. left everything. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm, I'm going to leave everything, just do it. Because, And I say that because I think so important is process. Yeah. And what God is doing in those seasons, what God is doing in Memphis, what God is doing yeah. on the short-term trips. And all of those moments, I think, are are part of the process that God brings you on. 
And so my encouragement to people watching this, obey what you know, yeah. but don't assume because you've surrendered, right. I'm supposed to go to Brazil tomorrow. Right. That's it. And I, I just say that because this is, to me, it just a glaring, it just jumped out at me that there is a beautiful process mm -hmm. in walking with the Lord. And so why don't you just kind of pick yeah, up that story? Uh, just, to, just to highlight what you're saying in, in, in a different way maybe is uh, we often want to know the full result, the full answer That's right. yeah. before we begin to take obedience in what we do know. Right. And, and a lot of people are just stuck there. We get stuck there very easily. That's good. But uh, I didn't really have any idea what God wanted to do. My idea of what I thought God wanted has turned about to be completely not what he actually said <laughs> me to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that created some barriers in, in the beginning of me not wanting to surrender, you know, to, right. to some aspects. Right, right. But, um, you know, what was interesting, we got to that point where everything was going good. And, and God really, we were blessed financially. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, back in that time, year 2000, right. you know, I was making $150,000 a year. Yeah. And right. had the ability to possibly make two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand, right? Easily working, and with as, a growing family, a, with a growing family, yeah. uh, as a household in, in income today, that's not as significant as it was then. But right. but I was the sole provider of the family, right? And as an individual income, that that's among that was among the elite, you know, sure, especially at my age in the South too. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, uh, when when God said leave all that and move to Brazil, it wasn't a difficult decision for us. Hmm. Because you'd uh, the, already surrendered. Exactly. The process of understanding what God wanted us to do took a while. Right. You know, to, to understand. And one day I was uh, in my my office, at my in my garage at my house, and uh, it's like the light bulb came on. And I was mm -hmm. like, God, you're wanting us to move to Brazil, aren't you? You mm -hmm. know, it wasn't like he just said, move to Brazil. It's like we were in this process. God, what do you want? And uh, God said, yeah, that's right. I think this is really significant as well. And I'll let you get back. But I think this is so significant because I have had moments, especially in the assignments God has called me to do where the Lord is like, do this. Like, it's so clear, uh -huh. like scary to not obey. Like I'm in this. But then there's other things. Some people have like, how did you end up doing this? I go, I just had this click. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like the angel of the Lord didn't have this visitation from Jesus, which I've had all the, it was just, I know. Revelation. Right, came, yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah. and I just say that because a lot of times, but I think the key part is you were in that, you, you had said, as much as you know, God, I'm surrendered, my yeah. family's surrendered. Yeah. And, and I just say that because sometimes people are like, well, I'm not right quite sure. I think when you're tracking with the Lord, he really lets you know the next step yeah. in the journey. Yeah, he con so. confirm, confirms, and, and it's essential to obey what you know, because the the principle is our obedience leads to new revelation. Yes, our disobedience leads to confusion. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And so, if I want to know more, that's I've right. got to obey what I know. That to, is really to, to right. Have uh, more revelation. So, when when God spoke to this, it was interesting. Uh, I was going, I went to, into the house to tell my wife, you know, I know what God wants. He wants us to move in Brazil. Mm. And we had been praying, you know, seeking God right. together at that time. And, and uh, in the middle, the Holy Spirit stopped me and says, what are you doing? That's and, good. And I was like, well, you know, I got to tell Angie. <laughs> Our great plans to move. It, it was like, I don't remember the dialogue I had, but it just, I just had the understanding. No, that's not good. She needs to hear this from God herself. That's right. 
And so um, I, I went to her and I says, you heard anything from God? And she says, no. I said, well, I know what God wants. And she says, well, tell me. <laughs> and I was like, nope, God's going to speak to you. Hmm. And uh, so we went through a process there. Every day I would come home from work and you hear anything from God today? And, no, just tell me what it is. Already. <laughs> and I don't remember how much time, but maybe a couple of weeks passed. And one day I came home and, and she, was, she was glowing. Hmm. Was something different. I says, what's up? And she says, I know what God said to you. And then I got a little nervous. Is it the same thing? You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, she said, no, God wants us to move to Brazil. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's right. And I says, well, what about it? She says, let's do it. Mm. And, and she was like very convinced and very, very confident to give God a yes. And it's like you said, we had already surrendered in general. Right, right. But a lot of people get confused and says, man, that must be really hard to give up your secular life. Right. To to depend on God completely. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't get it. Right, right. We were already depending on God completely. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. because we had a high income and everything was going good that we weren't living by faith. Right. It was our journey with God and our it's obedience good. to God yep. that got us to that point. And then God said to do something else. Is that kind of like, okay, now we have to get all nervous and all worry and, 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 and reserved about obeying. Because he's asking to give us give up our, our, our security of our job and our country and, and, and things like that. No, it was our obedience to God that, that secured his provision and mm. his purpose in our life to that point. So just I choosing think, to obey him with this just makes sense. Yeah, I think you also really mentioned something really important, working with couples and different people, God saying this. or, And I think that it is two biblical principles. Mm. You were one with that. It wasn't like you're trying to convince your wife, which I think is really important. Which, which happens oftentimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like God's told me to do this and others just, I'm just, I have to tag along whether I want to or not. Right. Yeah. We're and following there can, your calling to and God. There, and yeah. there can be resentment. Yeah. If that person isn't at that place of either trusting or hearing for the family yeah. or even just surrender that they, right. they enjoy where they're at in life. And, or it might not even be the will of God. So there's a lot of... Exactly, because you need the confirmation of, of exactly. two I was going to say, two, yeah. it was, two, it was two, two witnesses. So yeah. there was a faith there mm -hmm. to go. Yeah. And so... And I, I'll tell you another thing that happened. Yeah. That, that became extremely important. Uh, and it has to do with what you're saying is, uh, you know, I realized at that time, had I said to Angie, this is what God is asking us to do, she would have trusted me. Right. You know, whereas when we first seven years before, and I went to said to her that God is asking us to move to Memphis, she said, "You're crazy." Oh you know? wow! And wow. She says, There's no way because I haven't heard that. And there were some things going on in our life that, that gave reason to that. Right. And right. I handled it very properly. I'm saying that tongue in cheek. It was very improperly the way I handled wow. it. Wow. Like, hey, I'm the leader of the family. You got to just do what I so say. So here's another point. Do you think that maybe just kind of like you walking through that initial that you were able like hey, failure yeah. and learn some wisdom yeah. and the Holy Spirit was like you remember what happened last yeah, time yeah, seven yeah, years yeah, ago yeah. you don't want that to happen again part of the process part of the process of yeah. growing from your but mistakes what and, I think about now was very interesting I have certainty if I had a went to Angie at that time and said this is what God said she would have said okay right. I believe right. she would have went with it right, right. however what I know is in, in the journey when things get hard, or exactly. things get hard, yes. she would have said, hey, it's your problem. You're the one brought us here. That's right. 
instead of saying, no, this is my problem too, because That's God right. spoke to me and I understand this is, this this is, is our problem. Today. This is really important, Steve. And this is like when people have asked me, especially because of what I do, how do I know I got the call of God? I go, if you're questioning it, then just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Because one of the, probably one of the things that has helped me so much and I've heard other leaders like, I've never wanted to give up. I'm like, man, I have a bunch of times. <laughs> what do I need this for? Yeah. What do I? Uh, and, and it really happened. We, we, we reached that process here in the, we're here 18 years. Right. But there were, have been some moments that got really, really hard in which both of us gave up. I mean, we really gave up. Right. But it wasn't at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I tell someone, I know that God has called me to do what I'm doing like I know I'm a man. And meaning like, I, you know, thankfully I've, that's not an issue. I, I haven't questioned that. And most normal people don't question those type of physical yeah. things. So what I'm saying is in the toughest of times, any challenge, any difficulty, I can honestly say, have I considered it? Yeah, but there's no other option. I don't have any other options in my life except to keep tracking on. Could I change? Could I slow down? All that's possible. And I'm not throwing that any of it, but I cannot stop being called by God. Yeah, can't abandon that word. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. I know it so strongly that I honestly fear for my life mm -hmm. if I was to stop doing yeah. what God asked me to do yeah. because he's been, he's shown me his faithfulness too yeah. much. Yeah. I, I've seen too much and but I But it really, never stops getting hard. And I mean, it never yeah. stops being hard and challenging. Or walking by faith. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. pretty, pretty, probably a year, year ahead of you in just full-time ministry, but uh, you never stop walking by faith. Just, okay, so you moved the here. Right, just live by faith. Yeah, you, know? you moved here by faith. I've never stopped walking by yeah. faith. It's just a different dimension of what I'm believing God for. Sure. So, yeah. so you go join YWAM. Yeah, well, we said yes to God, yeah. but then it was like, okay, God, where, what, when, how, Right. you know? And That's we had good. To, Another we had, part of the process. Yeah, and we really had to discover the details. Mm. Okay, and it was interesting. The intensity was strong, and one of the lessons I learned in that moment, as well as some other moments, is how we as Christians oftentimes in, confuse the intensity of God's calling for timing. It's good, and we confuse Say the intensity that. of calling to mean immediate. Good, you know, and it it took us from the time God because I think this is really yeah. important. So our, our, our obedience should be immediate right. in our hearts. Right. But we have to walk it out in practical steps. Right. Okay? Right, right. And God has got a process. Mm -hmm. And God is not, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's an expression in Portuguese that's coming to mind. I can't think of it in English. That God doesn't have, Deus não tem pressa. God is not. Uh, in fast? Uh, he's not in a hurry. Oh, yeah. thank, thank you, God's to our cameraman. A, God's not in a hurry. <laughs> he doesn't skip. Uh, he doesn't skip steps. Yeah. He's got a process. Everything is about processes. Yeah. And so uh, we need to seek and confirm and understand God's time and not presume it. That's right. And so um, as we discovered things, you know, it ended up taking us from the time we said yes to God probably about three years before we moved to Brazil. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, But he gave a specific direction to move here into Fortaleza, which we had never visited before, didn't know anything about Fortaleza. Wow. 
Uh, we came and checked it out in 2001. So, you know, after God, we started this process said yes, it took us about a year to where we, we understood he wanted us to move to Fort Talese and we came and visited here. Mm. And we understood he was directing us to YWAM, which we didn't really know anything about YWAM. Really? Yeah. He never, right? wow. Didn't have any association connectedness. Mm. But, but once we started pursuing it, God was just confirming things and things were, the, the sound of YWAM was identifying with what was in our hearts. And just right, right. The essence of what God had done in our lives and how he was working and the vision he was giving us. Right. To, you know, to come here in Brazil and be a part of training and mobilizing Brazilians to, to fulfill their callings and, mm. and, and their destiny and, and things like that, especially uh, just for reaching the nations, discipling the nations. So we went through that process and uh, we got here and we've been here since 2003. Uh, like I said, a lot of people think that's when we begin to live by faith and dependence on God. And uh, we were we were already in that process, but he took us to a to different experiences with that, you know, different levels of of applying that in our lives as our family was growing, and we uh, we lived here um, with a different uh, job description, you know. We got a different assignment. It's not that we we begin to live by faith and begin to do full time ministry when right. we moved to Brazil. We were, I was doing full-time ministry as uh, as an engineer. Right. I believe full-time ministry is called a lifestyle of ministry. Amen. Okay. Amen. Uh, it's not something we separate in certain activities and yeah. certain moments. We've done the separation. God yeah. never has. Exactly. But uh, uh, there were new dimensions. There were new changes that, that took place as we came here. We got a new assignment. Right. You know, a new work assignment. And uh, began to invest in training more people to do and live the experiences that we had been living and started to learn. I want to um, I want to talk about at the time God spoke to you. How many children do you have? Yeah, at the time He spoke about moving to Brazil, we had four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Our fourth fourth child had about a year of age at that time, something like that. And how many children do you have now? We have six. 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 And the, the just the reason I ask is because, and this is a process I've worked through with people. Uh, a friend of mine just a few years ago moved to, uh, he was living in the U.S., he grew up a missionary kid, but he moved also to Spain. But I think this would speak to people. You're going, you're your yes. Is there ever this dialogue with you and Angie? Okay, what about the kids? You yeah. Know? yeah. That, that, Talk about that. I that's think that's important. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Um, you know, to be honest, at that time, I was very wet behind the ears. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I thought I could just do anything with God, and uh, I've learned today, you know, things are different. But I, I just presumed everything would work out well. Right. Okay? I didn't really think and stop and think a lot about what's going to happen to the kids. Mm. I just like, hey, God said it. I'm going to obey. Your assumption I, was I, if I you're know obedient. As a father, yeah. I need to be obedient to right. God. Right. But, man, all of a sudden, you know, when we shared with family and friends, they began to ask a lot of questions. Right. You know, and, and we were just point blank. Why are you doing this to your kids? Mm. As if we were doing something bad to them. Right. And uh, I was like, well, you know, we need to obey God. That's the best thing we can do for kids. But I hadn't really, you know, to be honest, hadn't thought about how is this going to affect them in the practical realities? What's, what's going to happen? And I hadn't really talked to God about it. We right. hadn't really talked much about it between Angie and I. So uh, it just kind of prompted me, God. What about the kids in this? 
Yeah. And I, I'll never forget, and I have shared this so many times. God's response to me is, Steve, this has more to do with your kids than it does with you. Say that again. Yeah. God said, Steve, this has more to do with your it's kids awesome. than it has to do with you. Hmm. And so us obeying God is about being the point of the arrow. It's good. For the uh, following generations. Amen. That's another so big aspect. And so us obeying God to move to Brazil was about bringing our children into their own identity and destiny with God. Yeah. And uh, uh, things have not, it hasn't been a perfect journey. <laughs> Right. For any of us. But I never imagined. I, I just said, okay, God, we want to obey you. You said to go to Brazil. We trust you. Right. But I never imagined the effect of us moving to Brazil, what it would really do to our kids. Mm. And it's given them a, a lot of things that they couldn't have got in any other way. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I want to pause here, though, quick, too, because I think biblically you see this, and also in my own life, I've experienced it. I have found that. God will use people close to us, family members who maybe even have bad motives. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say bad motives, but maybe not coming from such a heart of caring. It's more of like right. an accusatory thing. But if you will take it and turn it into a non-offense thing, yeah. like like David and his brothers yeah. and Joseph and uh -huh. his brothers. Yeah. Yes, there was evil intention there. But what I'm saying is sometimes those questions, even though they're not coming from a healthiest place, they're like, why are you bringing your, that type of thing? I think it, it does two things. It allows, first of all, in the journey, in the purposes of God, I have learned you must stay unoffended. Yeah. And you, wow. you, you Jesus told us offenses will come. Yeah. It's going to happen, especially this. I think I have come to conclude this, that when you are properly in alignment with God, and again, we're not saying we're perfect, but when you're walking with him, especially ministering to people, ministering to group, whatever setting it is, ministering on your workplace, you will be taken advantage of, yeah. you will be mistreated, yeah. you will be slandered, you will be all those things because there's an aspect of walking with God that you, that it, I'm not saying we get there, but you identify something in the heart of God where yeah. he was the most loving, he was the most kind, he was the most everything, yet they still accuse them of being yeah. this, being that. And it's in that moment that we can identify some with the fellowship of his sufferings, yeah. that he loves people and that still they're slant. You know, I did all, like yeah. I've talked many times to leaders like, you don't understand, we did everything for this couple. We, and yeah. I said, I said, what welcome. About yeah. What about God? Well, you know? welcome to walking exactly yeah. like God. Yeah. And, and what I'm saying is I'm not diminishing injustice or anything sure, like that. I get it. I remember being in a certain country and I've told this story a bunch of times that we had a situation and we had an ongoing project that was supposed to be helping the very poor, it was not being done, money mis was being mismanaged, and I'm in this country and I gotta go teach this afternoon session, it's hot, I'm tired, and I, I said, Lord, I just wanna get on a plane and go home. Lack integrity. Let them they, go to hell. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was literally thinking, just let them all go to hell. Yeah. And I'm standing on the front. I still remember in this little hut, getting ready to minister, and they're playing worship, and I got a bad attitude. And the Lord says to me so strongly, He said, You think you're better than me? Mm. Wow. And I knew exactly what He's yeah. saying. Yeah. And I asked God to forgive me that mm. afternoon, and I, I preached my, did the best I could wow. that afternoon. And so my point is, though, God will even use those situations to have dialogue 
to allow God to minister to you in that moment. And so in process, I believe to look for the, it sounds funny, but look for those moments of offense because they're opportunities to discover something about God and the nature of God. Also about yourself. About exactly about yourself. There's an element of truth in everything. Oh yeah, yeah. That somebody there, says. Oh yeah. There's definitely yeah. an element of even two yeah. of your own ego. Yeah. Of your own everything. Criti- criticism always changes us. Yeah. The question is how we respond to criticism determines how it changes us. Yeah. And yeah. so we can't. We we want to control avoiding being criticized or going through problems. Exactly. And God wants to use all problems yeah. and all conflicts to bring transformation in our lives. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and we run from it. Yeah, yeah. We say, God, I want to be holy. Yeah, yeah. And God turns up the heat, man. Yeah, he brings no, problems. No, that's what I'm saying. And, and yeah. We're like, no, I don't want these problems. Take away these problems. But what you said about this idea of identifying with God. That's incredible. You know, I, I came across one day here in Brazil meditating on Philippians uh, with some brothers, and it talks about knowing the joy of suffering. Mm-hmm. Identifying Christ by knowing the joy of suffering. Yeah. I was like, I don't get it. The joy of suffering? Right, right, right. But uh, really, uh, the, when we, God wants, he, He's more interested than making us comfortable and making us happy. He's more interested in forming His character in our lives. Exactly. And that comes through the fire. It doesn't come through the right. the experiences of everything being easy and without controversy, without difficulties and things like that. Yeah, I think, and I'm not suggesting it's in the realm of even right now as we record this, what's happening around the world, underground church. I'm not saying that. Right. I think that's it. We're not promoting yeah. for people to do evil and yeah, wrong yeah. And, and, and persecute us. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I remember hearing a testimony of a, this lady from China that um, when the church asked her, she's in the U.S. Tes- sharing testimonies and things like, the church is asking her about, you know, how can we pray more for, you know, if you guys in China be, you know, relieved from persecution? She says, oh, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. She says, we're praying for you Americans to have persecution you're immature you're babies mm. and you don't know what you don't, you don't you're, you're not growing you're not as serious about your relationship as god as you need yeah so that that was strong and that really yeah yeah that, that's something i heard about 20 years. yeah yeah no i just i believe and I, I i believe this i've heard god chuckling at me when something challenging comes or something difficult because it it's it's like him going all right, you told me you wanted to be like me. Here's a, here's a chance. You believe me? Do you yeah. trust me? Even this morning, Are you crazy. Man? Yeah, I take I take my mornings usually with the Lord, but it was just like even just some things that came up yesterday, uh, and I was just okay, Lord, I give this over to you, and I hand this, and I just trust you. I trust you with this. I trust you with this situation, and um, we've taken some time on this broadcast to just share about process. And Steve, I want you yeah. to pray for people watching this. Yeah who I, I have this just impression that there's many of you watching this program. You've done exactly what Steve and Angie did, what every believer is supposed to do. I surrender. But you're in that place of process. You might be in a difficult place. You might be in a place of walking out a transition. And I believe in this season, God is moving people literally around the world, around countries to position them to be part of the greatest harvest that there ever was in the earth. This is, uh, you, you may not know this, and I'm not diminishing the challenges in the world, but this is the greatest time to be alive for the Amen. people of God. Amen. But to walk in that 
you must be positioned where God has you. So mm. Steve, why don't you wow. just pray yeah. and and okay. and give whatever whatever mm. God just gives to you. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, I just uh, come to you in the name of Jesus to ask you uh, on behalf of my brother and my sister. Thank you, Lord. Uh, it's just sure. in this journey with you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, uh, it, it's hard sometimes. It's it's challenging. Uh, there's a lot of insecure moments that we go through. Yep. But I, I just pray for release right now in a measure of your grace to just bring that comfort and that confidence in you, God, that they need. Thank you, to, Lord. To know that you're good Yeah. Uh, in all times and you haven't changed. Mm. And your will is, is not only good, but it's perfect and it's pleasing. And while uh, they may be going through some some moments of uncertainties and just some processes that are maybe painful uh, or just uh, as Abner, that maybe they're receiving criticism in this process of others. I just pray for their hearts to be humble in that and that they can receive that with grace and really bring that before you, God, to, to release forgiveness, any offenses. Yeah. And just examine what is the element of truth in there about them that they, they need to recognize where they can grow. They can become more like you. They can just surrender their their hearts and their motives and their, their actions to you yep. to grow in character. Thank you, Lord. Uh, that they can mature also in just their ability to uh, manage their relationships. Uh, yeah, Lord, we, we want to reveal your glory here on earth. So I, I just declare that everybody out there has a, in a very important calling. Thank There's you, no second-class citizens in That's right. the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And maybe the calling of someone watching this video is just for them to, to be a janitor. That's right. <laughs> wow. And the world, it says, you're nothing but a low-life janitor. You're never going to be anything. And I just I just want to affirm, no, you are a child of God yeah. that is serving the purposes of the kingdom of God. And you have an opportunity to witness and expand the kingdom through your work and through your service. And there can be no greater calling mm -hmm. than to be with God and to work with Him in what He's doing. Yeah. So uh, I, I just bless couples out there to dream the dreams of God as a family. Yeah. To understand that your real provision is your, for your family, for your children, is not about giving them all the material things they need, but yeah. giving them the principles and giving them the example of obedience and just a, a, a focus of uh, directing their, their children into the call of God for, the, for their lives and, and giving them the platform of which they can also risk and journey on their own adventure of hearing God's voice and obeying Him. Yeah. Uh, it's not that everybody has to have a college education to become somebody so they can have, or, or should I say have things so that they can do things so that they can become somebody, but that you are uh, given identity by God don't need to do to become you Thank need you, to be who God has made you to be just as God I'm an engineer today not because I studied and, and got a degree in engineering but I studied and got a degree in engineering and worked as an engineer because God had made me to be an engineer yeah and I just declare it God's identity over your life as being good being correct it's not inferior to anybody you don't have to follow anyone else's calling but you have to follow the God's calling for your life to work in unity and in agreement with what God is doing with the whole uh, body of Christ, the whole church worldwide. In Jesus' name, I bless you. Amen. And I was just—I just had this one thought, and I just want to pray too. Uh, 
there, there is instinctively something that is God-given inside of every one of us, and that's the desire to be awesome because mm, we were called yeah. to, to have stewardship and dominion of the earth. But it can be twisted in this world system, and it can be twisted if the, if the motivation is wrong. So here's what my encouragement as you're watching this. It's great to want to be great. I want to be good at everything I do. I, I have a, a, a motto. I, will, I want to thrive in everything I'm touching. Sometimes I'm tired and I'm about to walk into a prayer meeting or um, whatever it is, meet with a pastor or something. And I always say, God, thank you for the ability to thrive in this moment. So that is, that is right. But you should ask yourself, God, why do I want to be great in this? Is mm. it to meet an insecurity in my life? Is mm. it to because I want a certain yeah. amount of money? Is it for or, God's glory or yeah. your glory? Yeah. So yeah. I want you to do that because I don't want to diminish the desire to be excellent and to be purposeful at stuff. Yeah. But I want you to ask the Lord what the motivation for that is. And I release a grace to you to walk out the purpose of God. I release a grace to you to be refined on the inside and to do all things well, but for the correct, biblical, godly, spirit-filled motive to you in Jesus' name. And I just want to say we are, at, maybe the sound is not 100% great. We're going to make sure we get this broadcast out because of what God was speaking. But we are here live in Fortaleza, Brazil. We're not live, live, but we're live right in Steve's, uh, the, the Burkhalter compound in Fortaleza, Brazil. And I want to thank uh, our partners for such a time as this, because I often tell you there are missionaries that we partner with around the world. And Steve and Angie were privileged to do that. Steve, how can they, and I want you to prayerfully consider doing this, uh, partnering with Steve and Angie in their work that God is doing to do nations to nations in Brazil. So how can they directly connect with you? Um, wow. Is there a Nations to Nations website? There is a Nations to Nations website. It's in Portuguese only at the okay. time right now. English. Uh, English, you can connect with us on Facebook, okay. Instagram. Let's make this um, easy. Yeah. AbnerSuarez.com, contact our office, say, I want to partner with Steve and Angie yeah. on a regular basis. We'll make sure it happens. Amen. It's good soil. It's good seed. And we're going to be back next week with part two, out from the Burkhalter compound, because I'm in, I'm in Brazil this weekend. Thank you so much to our partners and friends who make these broadcasts reality. Also, if you are not a partner with us and you feel connected to what God is doing uh, in this ministry, I want to encourage you to prayerfully consider partnering with us. The book of Proverbs says a wise man walks with wise men. Partnership is way beyond just financial flow. That's right. It is a dual uh, flow between you and I and the purposes of God. Yeah. And we got lots of wonderful upcoming events uh, Faith Seminar, excuse me, Faith Summit, Paso Robles, California, Holy Spirit Weekend, Las Vegas, Nevada, Faith Summit in uh, in uh, Glen Burnie, not Glen Burnie, used to be Glen Burnie, Arnold, Maryland. So I look forward to seeing you in person. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week.